You're listening to Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. If you had the bad luck to be bitten by a certain tick, it could change your whole diet and your life in a dramatic way. That happened to Katie Cahoy, and she was not about to settle for having the alpha-gal allergy take away her love for food. She joins us now with Ashley Bird. This is not your typical cookbook because it addresses an allergy, right? An allergy that is sort of growing in Missouri, one we can't really predict is going to hit us until a tick bites us. And I say us because, full disclosure, I also have alpha gals. So we're here talking with Katie Chahoy about her new book, her cookbook, The Alpha Gal Cookbook. Tell us how you came up with the idea to write this book. My friends joke with me that I wrote it out of spite because I am the kind of person that if I can't find what I need, I will do it myself. So when I was diagnosed with AlphaGal and I saw that there were not hardly any, if any, resources available to me, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this myself because I cannot be the only person on this planet that needs this resource. So I just did it myself. Wow. And let's talk a little bit about this allergy. Um, yeah. You get you get bitten by a tick that has bitten another mammal, and all of a sudden you have a sugar in you, or you're allergic to a particular sugar that's present in all mammal products. What else can you add to that? Well, all I can add is what my uh, physician told me. It goes so much further beyond just, well, you can't eat red meat anymore. A lot of us are allergic to dairy because of the alpha-gal. There are so many additives in foods that are labeled a chemical name that most lay people have no clue what they actually are. But we have this laundry list of ingredients that we have to look at every time we shop to make sure we don't accidentally harm ourselves. We are label readers to the nth degree, and we're having to be label interpreters too, because some things are hidden. Some of the B, some of the B vitamins, um, some of the natural oh, yeah. flavors, yeah, are, are based in animal and mammal products. So, and the result is that we can end up in the emergency room. We can end up with anaphylactic shock. We can. It's it's a serious serious allergy, and one that is increasing across Missouri. I'm sad to say, but when you decided to do this cookbook, was it to delete some things from the diet or what what route did you go is I'm going to do this that not include this or I'm just going to present a substitute for this how did you approach this book I approached it more from the substitution side I have a variety of other allergies within my family and by family I mean extended family it's just my husband and I in my home But we have gluten allergies, and we have dairy allergies, and we have corn allergies, and this and that and something else. So I thought, you know, it would be great if there were a resource out there that takes basically your run-of-the-mill, like, everyday recipes, what most people would consider an everyday recipe, recipe, and just provide alternative ingredients for those recipes and still make it taste like something you want to eat on a regular basis. You mentioned one of your favorites, which I really love this one. Um, a big breakfast person. There are so many things that we can't eat, like, you know, a big old slab of bacon and stuff like that. But you found some substitutions and they, they're tasty. Tell us about that. 
there's turkey bacon out there and no hate on turkey bacon, but it's just okay at best. You know that <laughs> as a fellow <laughs> alpha gal sufferer, it's just okay. It's good in stuff, but to eat it like a piece of pork bacon, just like plain, it's just, it's not it. I've discovered chicken bacon is a lot better. Duck bacon is a lot better. Duck bacon is the closest I've found, but it's harder to find and more expensive. I believe you're referring to what I was telling Mr. Smith about um, biscuits and gravy yes. in the article. Um, so I, as I said, I am a huge breakfast food lover. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a pancakes and eggs and sauce and biscuits and gravy kind of lady. And there's a farm based out of Tennessee who specialize in emu, ostrich, chicken, duck, and turkey products. And I found um, a duck breakfast sausage that they offered. So I bought it and I thought, you know what, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to try oat milk and plant butter and a little bit of flour and this sausage and see if I can replicate sausage gravy. And it is... It was like the first time after my diagnosis, it was like maybe a year in that I felt like a normal person. I was like, this is amazing. This is so close to the real deal. I don't even miss it anymore. It takes quite a bit of creativity, I think, to recreate the sort of of American diet that we might be used to. A lot of creativity. And, and so we have to reach for things like emu or things are getting better. Products are getting tastier. Um but it takes a lot of work, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. The first six months of my diagnosis, I was just, and I'm embarrassed to say, but I was just pretty much a wreck. I just didn't even know how to take care of myself anymore. And I felt so defeated. And I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to eat boiled chicken and broccoli until I die. But then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's familiar. That's familiar. <laughs> But then I was like, you know what, Katie, you are not this person. You are not the person to just lie down. You've got to figure this out. And so I just started small with simple things and started thinking about ingredients I used to use. And, okay, well, we have this alternative that's readily available in the rural area I live in. I'm going to buy different brands and try it and see what happens. And that's how it all started. And then once I got confident with that, my husband said, hey, why don't you actually put this together because other people need this? And that's that's kind of how all that came to pass. And so you've tried these at home and they work for you. And part of it is getting the ingredients, which good news for us, the fresher, the better. Right. It's just yes, it can't can be a healthier diet. Why are we talking about this? Because Alpha Gal is increasing exponentially across Missouri, um, the Lone Star Tick. And I know that there are going to be listeners now who hear this and have this and will be very thankful for your book. We are talking to Katie Chahoy, who is the author of a new cookbook about cooking for someone who, who has the Alpha Gal syndrome, um, Alpha Gal I guess we call it a syndrome, an, an allergy, right? And you live in the southernmost part of the state, right? Where are you from? I am from, I live in Pomona, Missouri, which is about a 25-minute drive from Ar to Arkansas. I mean, we are just at the cusp of the border. We're just right there. I don't even know what the population of Pomona is. I can't imagine it's 500. I mean, it's a little bitsy town. Obviously, because this is a tick-borne illness, it's 
everywhere, right? It's even in the cities, um, right? So you have that. Um, what kind of response have you gotten so far from folks as you've published this book? I have been so surprised by how many people have reached out to me and just been grateful and thankful that I did this. And I, I guess I didn't realize that it actually would have a positive impact on so many people's lives. And I'm, I'm so thankful that it has. Katie, what's the name of the book again? It is called An Alpha Gal Cooks. An Alpha Gal. And again, Alpha Gal is a shortened name of the sort of protein that we're trying to avoid. But we all, isn't that correct? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we're all alpha gals. I mean, that's kind of how yeah. I thought when I first tried to tell people about it. It's like it's a superhero type designation. It's actually like the reverse Spider-Man. You don't want it. <laughs> you don't want it, but you also need to know how to cook for loved ones and stuff with this. I do appreciate it. I am excited to try these because I'm an accidental vegan. Nothing against Perfect. Nothing against uh, persons who are vegan by choice, but I I was thrust into without much knowledge of how to eat well and and, and flavorfully. So being a cookbook writer is a little bit different because you have to try everything. You have to go out and and actually have sort of a test lab in your own kitchen. So is that what you did? That's exactly what I did. And thankfully, My husband is a saint of a man, and he will pretend to like anything if he (laughs) puts enough hot sauce on it. But when I was testing recipes for this cookbook, I told him, I said, I want you to be brutally honest with me. I don't need you to pretend that this tastes good. I want you to tell me exactly what's wrong with it. I want you to tell me if you think it needs more salt. And so every night when I would cook and I would try a new meal and I give it to him, I just say, okay, is this a keeper or is th- should I tweak it some more or should I forget it? Those of us with AlphaGal do have flavor fatigue or lack of flavor fatigue. So, you know, anything, you know, that's got a little bit of taste that we can have is just explosive to us, right? All right. Well, Katie Chahoy, thank you so much for writing the book and spending some time with us on Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri.